Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. ¿Dónde vamos, Miguel? We're going to um, Tepito, which uh-huh. is um, called in Spanish El Barrio Bravo, which means like the wild neighborhood. It's one of the oldest neighborhoods in Mexico City of trade historically since like before the Spanish came to Mexico. It's one of the most important markets in Mexico, but most importantly, it's one of the most revered markets of black market stuff. My understanding is that Tepito is the place where if you want something that you can't get at the store, you go to Tepito, whether that's knockoff DVDs, knockoff handbags. That is correct. Drugs, guns, you name it, Tepito has it. Last June, when we were in Mexico City at the beginning of our reporting trip, we spent a day in Tepito, a neighborhood near the center of the city. Miguel Angel wasn't with us for this part of the trip. It was me, show producer Kate Osborne, and vice news producer Miguel Fernandez Flores, who's from Mexico City and had been to Tepito a couple times. We spent the morning walking around the sprawling, miles-long, open-air flea market that the neighborhood is known for. When you hear people talk about the black market, you don't really think of it as an actual place. That's pretty much what Tepito is. It's also the kind of market where you can buy practically anything. Right now, the murder rate in Mexico is the highest it's been in decades. More than 20,000 people have been killed this year. That's about four people getting murdered per hour. And the majority of these murders go unsolved. It's hard to say how much of this is because of the power of the drug cartels and how much is because rampant corruption also means there's a lot of impunity. But the fact that murder is happening at this kind of scale means there's also a whole underground industry of people willing to carry out these killings. What you're about to hear is material that didn't quite fit into the arc of the series we produced. But it does help tell the story of what's going on in Mexico today. It's an interview with a Sicario, a hired killer. Okay, so we're going to interview like a Sicario, like a bad motherfucker right now. This is his car, no plates, of course. And this is his friend. We're ushered into the side entrance of the house. Hi, Papa. As I enter, there's a man standing in the corner by the door, exactly in my blind spot. So I don't notice him until I'm already on the other side of the entryway. It's the perfect place to stand if you don't want to be seen. Where do you want to do this, Kate? Like in a patio inside? Uh, inside, I think, is good. We sit down in the living room. It's a small, dimly lit space with several couches. The TV is on, and there are a couple of small, fluffy dogs running around. Our guy is wiry with dark skin and black hair. He speaks very softly, and he seems calm. He says my name is I make a living doing whatever gets me money. 
I rob people. I don't kidnap because the punishment is too harsh. But yeah, I rob and kill people for money. We ask him how many people he has killed. I watch as he stretches out his hands and thinks it over. Then he says, 27. To be clear, everything we know about this man comes from what he told us. We were not able to independently verify everything. What did he think he would do when he was a kid? I didn't have a lot of options. I was with my family till I was 12 years old. Then they sent me to live with my uncles. After three years, I came back. And I wanted to go to high school, but I couldn't get in. So I joined the military. It was in the military that he first killed someone. I joined the military at 15. When I was 16, they sent us on an operation in the mountains. That was the first time I killed someone. I felt a lot of adrenaline and fear, but I didn't feel guilty because I was just following orders. When he got out of the military, he worked at a factory as a carpenter. But the work didn't pay well. That's when I started to rob people. It just started like anything else. Like every business, you start at the bottom robbing people in the streets, then robbing cars, businesses, houses. But when you're robbing people, it doesn't always turn out well. Sometimes to avoid being caught, you have to shoot someone. And then an opportunity presented itself. They ask you to kill someone for money, and that option is much better. Who hires you? How do you, how do you get a job? Businessmen and businesses, he says. Because one business will defraud another, or they won't want to pay. Once you start killing people, your clients will recommend you to others and so on. He says he often gets hired during business disputes. One business partner cheats another, and at some point, someone decides to call in a hit. In the end, he says, everything he does comes down to money. We ask him how much he charges. It depends on the person I'm killing. For instance, if you're a taxi driver or someone in the street, then $2,500 or $4,000. But if it's someone I have to go find a fancy neighborhood, like Lomas or Polanco, where there are more police, then I don't know, like $7,500. So it matters how important the person is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's not the same killing a worker or a taxi driver as it is to kill a teacher or a journalist or someone in politics. He says when politicians hire him, often the police will help him plan the hit, then provide him with an escape route. Sometimes on a job there will be a dead in the street and I won't be able to get away. So the cops will set up an escape route and close off the area for me. Does his family know what he does, or does he have, like, a, a job that he thinks, like, a cover story? Not really. They know I'm a carpenter, but I'd never really tell them exactly what I do every day. They think I'm going to work. I don't show up at dinner and tell them, well, I shot this guy, and he started bleeding from right here. We asked if he ever wonders why he's been hired to kill someone. No, I don't really care why I'm killing someone as long as they pay me. This is my job. Sometimes my clients will tell me, this guy did this or that to me, but I really don't care. He told us he remembers every single murder he's committed. Es que todos se recuerdan, pero <laughs> que no se olvida ninguno. 
Sitting across from him, it seems like he's scanning his mind for the details of one in particular to tell us about. There was one in Monterey in northern Mexico that sticks out. He and another man were hired to travel there to do the job. We arrived at the outskirts of Monterrey. The job was downtown, pretty houses where people with money live. We went by the house of the guy we were going to kill. He had bird cages out front. I don't know if he was an osteopath or what. There was a sign out front saying he gave consultations. So we went up there and asked him for our consultations because we had aches or something. He said come back tomorrow night. And so we had an appointment. They show up at 8 p.m. the next night. The osteopath lets them in. He says the house is filled with glass furniture and what he describes as dolls. So my accomplice was sitting next to me. He stood up and approaches the dolls and asked, can I look at them? Of course, said the osteopath. So my accomplice is looking at stuff. And once he's behind the osteopath, he pulls out his gun and shoots him in the head. But we were ordered to shoot him in the face. My accomplice gave me a machine gun. I attached a silencer. I shoot him three times in the face. They quickly leave the area, turning down one street after another, trying to lose anyone who might be following them. What's going through this head as this happens? Is it is it pure adrenaline? Is it fear? Is it... Everything mixes together. Adrenaline, fear. Because maybe they're going to catch me. He usually works alone. Essentially, he's an independent contractor. He will take any job from any person if the price is right. He says he's done some jobs for the Zetas cartel, but never seen a Loa. But apparently the cartels aren't his primary clients. His clientele is what he called diverse. They are mostly business people. He listed a couple jobs he had done for guys who made money in the energy sector, even someone who had a furniture factory. When the government and the police arrest the, the leaders of the cartels, like Chapo Guzman, how does that affect him? Does it change his life or his work at all? No, because I'm independent. Not really, because I'm independent. But the government makes a mistake by arresting the heads of the gangs. They take away the bosses, and then everyone below them starts killing each other until they figure out who's in control. Given how much has been made about El Chapo and the drug cartels in Mexico being the main source of the violence, I wanted to know what Chapo being on trial in the United States for drug trafficking and murder amounted to if anything. He doesn't mean anything to me, whether they arrest him or not. How do you feel being a, a part of this violence of Mexico that is affecting the country so much? I don't feel proud, but as I said, they don't give us many options. But I feel better now than I did before, when I was robbing people seven days a week. Now I only rob every 15 or 20 days. I hurt fewer people. The world sees what I do as bad. But when you have a problem and you need my services, that's when what I do isn't so bad, right?
Where does he see himself in 10 years? I don't know. I didn't think I would make it beyond 35, 40 years old. Where I live, most people in my age are dead or in prison. I'm 49 years old now. I don't have many options to find work. But in the future, I think about saving a little money, opening a little carpentry shop, and like everyone else in the world, retire. If that's what God wants. Si Dios quiere. 